0: Welcome to Minute 40 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob. I'm Tom. And finishing off the week with us this week on this uh, enjoyable sunny Friday is uh, Jim McCain of the Rocketeer Minute and the Apollo 13 Minute.
1: Thanks. I can see the tree line from here. I'm almost, (laughs) almost there. Are you are you thirty Are you thirty feet short? Yeah, I think I'm getting, I'm waiting for somebody to pull on the string, so we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> ah, but thanks thanks so much for having me on. This, as I said before, this is one of my favorite movies. It's eminently rewatchable, and uh, it's just amazing performances, great screen work, and just it's a great great story well told.
0: Hopefully, you'll still think that about that after listening to hundred all 172 <laughs> episodes of this show. <laughs> i hope so that, that oh, yeah. that's our that's our goal that's our goal right, right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well episode 40 starts off with one of the prisoners closing a window from the inside and ends with Blythe, uh explaining his military profession the, this minute just continues from the previous minute with uh, the germans outside screaming close up close up close up yeah. you know as as with uh, lots of scenes in this movie they they like to throw in a little bit of humor by having uh you know, the, 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 characters, mostly the Americans, making fun of the, the Germans as much as possible. This, this, and, and so Henley screams out, no the English, which reminds me of, you know, the, the famous line from, uh, Stalag, Stalag 17, where the, they basically do the same thing. They, they would, they would always make fun of, uh, Sergeant Schultz. They'd keep saying, uh, you know, no sprekense, no sprekense English. And then they go, kaput, kaput. Did you ever
1: see that movie, Jim? Yes, great, great really? film. Billy Wilder. Yeah. Uh, yes, 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 uh, yes. Peter Peter Graves in a rare. Well, I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter yeah. Graves in he's security, security. That's yes. a, uh, Peter Graves that's does a, an excellent, an excellent job. Um,
0: yes, Mission Impossible. Yeah, that actually um, fits in with Mission Impossible. What he was doing there? <laughs>
1: a little security. bit of airplane, even. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, the, uh, the thing I love in this uh, particular minute is we get a lot of great Elmer Bernstein. We get the uh, the four notes that always indicate you're in prison. You're in you're in a POW camp. That da 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 da. That uh, once the once the uh, shutters slam shut, you hear the, the really strong uh, cello uh, playing away, and it's it's an interesting contrast that when you're hearing that, and then when you go back to Colin. Um, Colin has kind of an innocent theme that runs through every time you see him. Um, and I, I, I don't want to jump ahead of my minutes, but when Colin meets, uh, when we see Colin's final scene, notice how the music, <laughs> out. So that's, that's, that's hours and hours away for you guys. So it's, but um, Louis hours, weeks, months. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. You'll be here. Yeah. 2024 or something. Um, the, yeah, but it'll be, uh, it, it's, it's fascinating to hear how, uh, Elmer Bernstein, uh, does, uh, explains explains the language uh, of the movie is it, the music is the language of this film um yeah. on on our show the rocketeer minute we talked about james horner uh james horner when you listen to him he he uses a lot of the same motifs in all of his movies you'll hear this you'll hear different motifs that indicate danger or love <laughs> or um uh, uh a, a challenge and uh once he teaches you that at the beginning of the movie, he reuses it so that you're set in a certain mood. And, and Bernstein does the same thing. Most, you know, w- Williams does it as well, but Bernstein does it really effectively. It's a little heavy-handed, but I think that's just a, the that's the fault more of the sound editor than the than the composer. I think the composer comes up. The, the, there's so many different themes running through the movie, and we hear a couple in this in this uh, particular scene with the uh, the, the the camp music and uh Colin's theme right now i have heard
0: i mentioned this in the past uh i've i've heard that bernstein created the the the, the sound the music for this movie by like giving each and every one of the characters a different theme yeah uh that runs whenever you're showing them one of one of our guests which we're going to get to her uh many months from now <laughs> she's actually a, a phd expert uh, PhD, phd in musicology And so she, she wanted to actually discuss the whole music motifs of, of the, the film. So hopefully, you know, hopefully she'll be able to, to to explain to us a little bit more about how that all works. Because it is fascinating the fact that, that, that you can really hear a different theme for each of the characters when they're, they're dealing with them, which, which is so much. I mean, I know that Will Williams does that a little bit, you know, in, in Star Wars. But I, I mean, this this film has so many different characters and to be able to create different music for each of them you know, that that's somewhat unique also is is just mind boggling.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it, it it comes from the the operatic tradition and it, it's something that we as you know, movie goers or theater goers or any kind of entertainment consumers, uh, we expect To listen for, or we we don't we don't listen to it consciously. We but we are affected by it emotionally, even if we don't notice it on the first go round. You suddenly go, oh, that's that's why that music's there. That's why this this or that there. We had um we had Joe Johnston on uh, on our show for the Rocketeer minute, and uh, he directed both uh, the Rocketeer, and he also directed um, Captain America: The First Avenger. And he said that he worked he worked on that with Alan Silvestri on the uh, Captain America music. You'll see that there are themes for every character in wow. in the film. And uh, just trying to imagine sitting down and being able to, okay, what's this guy going to sound like? And what's that girl going to sound like? You know, it's like, how do you <laughs> – I mean, that's why there's people for doing that. But it's just, <laughs> right. it's, just a, it's just amazing that, you know, you could think that way before the movie's put together. I mean, you're just looking at uh, storyboards. And such, so it's uh, it's impressive that uh, that this movie has that depth, like like Bernstein brings to it.
2: No, absolutely. The soundtrack for here, we've talked about Bernstein before as well. How fabulous he is! So when the Germans are shutting up this camp, you know they're obviously wanting Henley to shut the windows. But the windows are opening outside. I'm not quite sure why they just don't push them shut. No, but they have the shutters that they they, they right. close on,
0: on the outsides.
2: Right, but you could push have the them. windows and. The... Right, but the windows open out. The Germans could have easily just pushed the windows shut and thrown the shutters without you know needing to lock the windows.
0: Um, I guess it's it. Well, one of the things that I la- I like about this scene is that you see after the 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 window shut. You can see that Henley he can feel that he's in lockdown. You see the expressions on his face.
1: Yeah. Um yeah.
0: and it seems as if it's hitting closer to home each time. So this, this maybe this was also somewhat of a psychological uh, uh you know, uh, battle that the Germans wanted to have against the prisoners, you know, that, that uh not only are we sh- gonna close the shutters, but you have to close the windows also at the same time. I don't know. That that's the way I saw it. Yeah, it is and very
1: impressive, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you can, and you, uh, after, after, uh, Henley closes the window by himself, you hear two more windows being shut afterwards. And you see as, as each window, as we get the sound of each window, so Henley's expression, uh, changes a little bit. Again, you know, this is their first night. It's, it, you, you, you know, we've, Jim, Jim, Jim hasn't discussed this issue with us, but, but we keep thinking that, that, you know, we've, we've mentioned many times that a lot of, uh, uh, the themes in the movie make it feel as if they're in summer camp, <laughs> and maybe this is part of it also. You know, the whole idea of uh, homesickness. You know, when, when kids usually feel homesickness when they're when they're in a camp. You know, on the first night, <laughs> that's where it yeah. really hits 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 in. Uh, yeah. you know, really sinks in.
1: Yeah, no, uh, you can see that as like you know. I mean, you saw that with Ives being yes, even, even though he's he doesn't like getting locked up, he's got to get home. He's got to get out. Um, and, yeah, it, it, and, like, the the weird thing is, like, you think of the shutters being closed, there could be the reason is you don't have to worry about them escaping through, you know, if the, if the shutters are, are closed down, then they, they only have to watch the doors to make sure that they don't get out. Um, but if they're trying to do it to block, you know, to, to prevent air raids and things like that, the Germans knew that the Allies knew where the prison camps were, especially the ones up up you know on, the, on the, in northern well this is supposed to be in northern germany um they knew they wouldn't get bombed they knew they were they were pow camps there so they wouldn't bomb those areas um so it's not it's not to protect them from you know like like an air raid it's not it's they're they're not darkening the shutters to to prevent an air raid they're 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 locking them down just to be just to make it oppressive just to make it a claustrophobic feel
0: yeah Yeah. And then that scene ends and Garner, you know, then they show Colin in his in in his pajamas, (laughs) (laughs) which which, again, shows, you know, everyone everyone has the important things that they make sure that they they have in their, uh, you know, in their kit when they when they jump from the plane. And Colin made sure that he had his pajamas with him.
1: Yeah. And we're also getting another sign of his uh, myopia
0: yes right. he's, uh,
1: he's yeah. not, i don't think i could read anything if it was that close to my face but that's true
0: but but uh, henley also has has a, a great guess at, at colin's height by holding the the milk uh, <laughs> container exactly at his eye you know at eye level so that, that's pretty good you know it shows <laughs> it shows he thought ahead but well, but uh i mean you mentioned you mentioned about the 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 fact of where he got the the milk from so the question is it it i've until this viewing i always assumed that he stole it from somewhere but again you know they would be they would prefer to steal things from the germans why would he want to you know steal things from others so apparently at some point you know they didn't show it that he asked you know willie he says are you done with the milk (laughs) and now wouldn't colin have known that there's milk somewhere in the camp you know in the next room
1: well, he got there late. Remember, we were we were saying that he was late for the meeting, so nobody was there. This was he came in, dropped his suitcase, and yeah, went and in and made tea. That's so,
0: true, but 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 coming into the room, he might have seen that there was a little yeah. canister of uh, of of milk uh, yeah. of warm. Milk. This is warm milk too. I'm assuming it's not. I, guess. You know, I don't think they. I don't think they had refrigerators in in the the barracks uh sort of, you know condensed milk or yeah, whatever so, it is but uh, yeah
1: so the extra sweet so you know he wouldn't have to worry about sugar and stuff he drank
2: that That's first true. cup of tea really quickly too though because well, it's a small little cup <laughs> yeah.
1: and he's gone the whole day without caffeine you know it's, <laughs> it's about time yes.
2: but we also get in this scene you know another one of headley's extremely useful tools for blackmail or scavenging we see he's got a gold bracelet on Yes. yes. Which that that, 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 that uh, goes along with McQueen's watch and like, really? You guys get to just keep all your jewelry here? Seems questionable at best.
1: Yeah, it's like um, it was, it was Romero's mustache and Batman. Just, uh, <laughs> this is mine, I'm keeping it. So,
2: don't go back to Cesar Romero.
1: <laughs>
0: right. And, and it, it took until now for, for, for Henley to wonder what Blythe is doing there. Yeah, you know, he goes, "What are you doing here?" Because as as we mentioned the other day, I mean, he's he seems completely out of place. He's so different from all the other characters here. Yet he seems out of place, but he seems to, to make the best of it more than anyone else. He you know, he he wants to feel as if he's at home. He's having his tea, he's having his coffee. He's 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 in his, you know, lounge uh, clothes. Yeah, he's
1: the he's the Thurston Howell of this uh, of this show. I think. He, That's, <laughs> there you go. There go. He's yeah. he's got a pile of clothes he do not know where they came from. He has extravagant tastes, and uh, yeah, the whole world goes by, and he's just oh, this is I'm
2: going to have tea right now. Wait. So if he's Mister Howell. Does uh, that mean? Well, wait. Does that mean Headley's the professor?
1: mm Well, I know that Sedgwick
2: is is Gilligan. But we're <laughs> we were going to get to that. But...
1: Uh, let me think about this. Hmm. So the skipper would be Big X,
2: or I don't know. Ramsey and or Roger would be probably be a skipper. Hmm. I guess we don't have a Ginger and a Marianne, but uh, well, no, no. I mean, Steve McQueen's got to be Ginger.
1: Oh, he's got to be Ginger. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> movie star. Um. Wow.
2: <laughs> Mar- Marianne is golf. <laughs> oh, I was gonna go Ives, but okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I think I think uh, Goff is is more plain. He's plain as Marianne. Um, the professor. Mm-hmm. No, I would I would actually argue that that uh, Big X would be a, a, a more the professor. Okay. Because he's the one who's thinking up all the ideas. Yeah. As opposed to the skipper. The skipper. The skipper is 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 Ramsey. You know, he's the one who's theoretically yeah. in charge, but everyone else is doing the stuff around him.
1: Yeah, Cedric's definitely Gilligan. He's just. <laughs>
2: the, the overkill
1: Cedric, right.
0: Cedric or, or even Cavendish I was going to say Cavendish is
2: probably Gilligan Cavendish is the one who screws it all up <laughs> that's true
0: that's true and so the the, the last few seconds of this uh, minute he actually explains what he does he says I'm in photographic aerial reconnaissance interpretation which uh, I'm sure Jim can explain to everyone what that means in English <laughs>
1: Well it's I mean, it's what we call uh, nowadays we have the National Reconnaissance office. It's basically intelligence that you're gleaning from uh, uh, from pictures. photography, yeah from pictures. Yeah. and he just you know he went on a take your take your intelligence analyst to work day on a on a yeah. on a plane just one time. It's like, I want to go out for a familiarization route. It's like, okay, we're gonna go out over the North Sea. oh darn, we've been shot down.
0: so yeah. that he, that that we'll probably talk about next week.
1: Yeah, yeah. But oh, you won't uh, be here
0: with us next I week. I so. won't be here, but sometimes the We'll some let you talk a little bit about that, yeah. No, yeah. but it also seems as if he's, you know, as as we've seen from the way that Roger greeted him at the beginning of the week, you know, Colin is a very well-accepted person in the whole Big X organization and stuff like that, but but he also seems like a loner. You yeah, know, he seems as if he's 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 there all by himself. I mean, he only has later on Henley to, to, to stand up for him. You know, like where, you know, where where's everyone else uh, when it comes to having to stand up
1: for him? Well, he's he's the um, he's he's like uh, brains on the Thunderbirds. He he knows he knows a lot of things, so they rely on him to get things done. He knows, you know, he obviously knows German. He can read um, German documents. He can forge German documents. He knows the ins and outs of what it ne- what needs to be forged to uh to work on the outside and he can apparently do it well enough that they've tried it before so he's definitely he's he's got a lot of great ideas that or he takes you know like big x will give him ideas and then he can run with them and say oh well what we'll need to do is do this this and this so he's um he definitely they rely on his knowledge and abilities uh for a lot of the the trickier bits of the of the
2: escape well and Uh, then I was going to say, as I I spend most of my military service in intelligence units, the guys in intelligence units are just weird. I mean, (laughs) they are definitely the types who will spend their Saturday nights playing B&D all night long, which is a little different than most of the rest of the American military. (laughs) So... (laughs) yeah they know
1: arcane bits of knowledge so he probably knows like you know like he says his hobby is watching birds and drawing them so he's you know he collects he he collects knowledge about birds because it's something that uh he doesn't have to enter he, he's not very good socially although everybody likes him he's he's right. a little bit childish or, or na- he has a, a naivete that is surprising but it's only surprising because he's not frontline military he's rear echelon and he had a desk job he was probably flying out of um oh gosh uh heston aerodrome the heston aerodrome was in west london so i'm sure he went to work nine to five he probably had uh, a flat somewhere in twickenham or richmond or somewhere in surrey and although the war was affecting him by you know by there, there were there were bombings and uh, you know worrying about about things like v1s coming out of the sky or or um you know german german bombers and things it didn't really affect him directly he he was he was an office worker and uh you know he went out to western western aerodrome got on one of those uh hurricanes or something and his whole life changed and he stopped being uh, a civilian uh, add-on he wasn't one of the one of the guys who'd go in with a briefcase every morning Instead, he came to a prison camp with a briefcase. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and pajamas, and who knows what else? You know, it's like I'm a typewriter, right? I mean, it's like wow.
2: Um, Those are dude, just such in. ridiculous pajamas, though. Too. I mean, it, I mean, I find nightshirts somewhat hilarious, but he also has the top button done. Yeah, and it. I mean, it looks too big for him, and it looks like it's like that really. Well, and, it, and that being the right size, you can sort of,
0: you know, explain away because you know he is in a prison camp, and this is what he was able to get, right? But or maybe, it, or maybe he lost weight, you know. It, you know and it looks like fresh
2: shirt material.
1: It, it might, like, like I said, it may have been the only thing available. This might have been a tuxedo shirt that he suddenly, yeah. You know, I could use this as a as a PJ, so I'll uh, I'll wear this.
0: You got in touch uh-huh. with uh, Griffin, asked him to. Can you can you make pajamas
1: for me? <laughs> I've got yeah, I've got twenty yards of silk. What are you, what are you
0: doing? You know that's what the big X is, organization is for—to make sure that Colin has his pajamas, yeah. uh, pressed properly.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, he used to be known as Big and Tall X. So, uh,
2: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, we actually get a, a a better look here at the Red Cross bag that I, I have absolutely no idea what, what what's included in it. But maybe that's where he was, uh, where he got his tea leaves from, or maybe he keeps his, maybe he keeps all his teacups or his, his accessories in, in that uh, little gra- uh, green, green pouch. We'll
1: never know. <laughs> all right. Well, do either of you have anything else to say about this minute? I am no. impressed by how neatly chopped the wood is. That's the one thing I, 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 I like that it's all the same size, perfect triangles. I mean, it's, whoever, whoever cut that cut that wood up used a uh, a table saw it's just very very even and unique i'm i'm, I'm impressed by the uh, the wood chopping capabilities of these pow's well Maybe it would, was the, you know, russian, the russian prison it was the russian prisoners oh, yeah that's right that's right yeah they came the, in they're
0: the ones with the with the with the saws and axes and uh, yeah. stuff like that
1: well, apparently they were all carpenters in a previous <laughs> occupation it's just wow it, um yeah i mean it's it's building materials almost um Wow, well, no, that's fascinating in in all cases.
0: Yes, no question about that. You think that, that he's carrying real real wood there, or it, it's
1: it's there's styrofoam pieces? I think he it looks like he's carrying about a pound of wood. <laughs> <laughs> if you count him, I mean, he's got like what, maybe eight pieces, and they're only yeah, they're eight. only about six inches long, so it's like carrying a bunch of rulers. Um, but he needed to make people. sure
0: they had enough for, for the stove for the night. Yeah, to so keep <laughs> it nice and toasty in the room.
1: It's a warm night, apparently. So. Um, yeah, I, I would go through that in about a half an hour in my fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, the
0: the real prison break happened in in March. I mean, they were they were digging. Oh. They started digging. It took about a year to do to dig out the, to dig the tunnels. So they started, I think, around in the beginning of the spring, and then you know they stopped over the winter when the the ground was frozen, and then they started in the end of February, beginning of March to finish things up later on. So. I mean, the the movie obviously truncates the the the, the time period. It doesn't doesn't show us a period of, of all these characters there over a year. You know, it makes it seem as if they're, they're just a few months. So, if the in the movie the the breakout happens in July, so you know, I'd say this is the the tail end of winter, beginning of spring. So, yeah. You know, so maybe it's not. Maybe it, it's a relatively it's a warmish night, so that mm-hmm. he doesn't need as much wood that night.
1: Yeah, and they definitely have a lot of insulation with all those uh, shutters slammed shut, so, if they're not <laughs> That's true. so lose a lot of heat. There we go. Right. The
2: irony.
0: The irony of the shutters is that when they close the shutters, then the germans can't see what's going on inside of the inside <laughs> of the barracks. Yeah. I mean, they 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 did a lot of digging all around, uh, you know, around the clock.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, do you have anything else to say about this minute? No, it's been great. I'm good. Okay, Jim. Uh, first of all it's been a pleasure having you on this week it's we, been a lot of fun uh, i'm glad you enjoyed it too i know i enjoyed it um I, I can tell that that tom did too did you tom sure why not
2: <laughs> okay
0: uh sorry sorry to make sorry to make no, I, convince you to, to say that i enjoyed well, your presence well,
1: good good luck and have courage for the next uh how many how many how many hundred, how many hundred minutes left do you have i don't,
0: we well we've done that today. We just finished. We're finishing up forty, so we got one hundred and thirty-two to go. Oh,
1: piece of cake! You're on the exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah.
0: It's it's less than the best years,
1: minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. There. Yeah, yeah. You'll be uh, you'll be in double-digit remainders pretty soon. So don't worry. Another another month or so, it'll be fine. But yeah, no, hang in there. It's you know, eyes on the prize. That's what you got to do
0: all right we um, appreciate that um do you want to send give anyone uh your plugs once again or plug yeah, something please, else Yeah,
1: please uh please go to, uh, we're just finishing up as as this is being played if you want to have a nice double header of me today no, 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 uh, yeah today you can you can go today. listen to uh the last week or two of um the Best Minutes Podcast, where we go over the 1946 William Wyler-directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives, winner of eight Academy Awards. So uh, well worth your while to see the movie. And if you're not seeing the movie, or if you have seen the movie, go listen to uh, – uh, we have 17 different – no, 18, I'm sorry, 18 different teams of Movies by Minutes hosts uh, talking about 10 minutes each. So uh, an interesting project. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to do, and we'll be wrapping it up uh, at the end here of August.
0: Excellent. Very good. Well, thanks again. Oh, and
1: it's at thebestminutes.com. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention That's thebestminutes.com okay. is where it's at. But again, thanks, guys, for having me on.
0: No problem. It's a thank pleasure. So if anyone wants to get in touch with us, uh, all you do is you can send us an email to thegreatminute at gmail.com. You can visit our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. You can uh, come in and talk to us at the Facebook group, The Cooler, or you can uh, write to us on Twitter at uh, MXM. Uh, Please go and uh, rate, review, and subscribe at any podcatcher that that you use or that you found the show from. And we'll see you again next week. So on that note, tally-ho. Tally-ho. Tally-ho.